0: The Rookie Leaders Podcast, episode 45, The Insecurities of Taking Action as a Leader.
1: Welcome to the Rookie Leaders Podcast, the podcast of veteran leaders offering leadership lessons to newbies. Whether you're brand new to leadership or expanding your leadership responsibilities, this podcast will provide the knowledge and experience you need to lead courageously and effectively. This podcast is a production of the Credible Leadership Group, a coaching and consulting firm devoted to your leadership development, career advancement, and personal growth. Learn more at CredibleLeaders.com. So grab your notebook, a pen, and your bulletproof copy as we explore the leadership lessons every leader needs to master. Now, here's your host, Michael Tanner.
0: Hello there friend, Michael Tanner here, your host. Welcome to another episode of the Rookie Leaders Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of our podcast today. I want to talk to you about taking action as a leader and more specifically, I want to talk to you about some of the insecurities that you will feel that you will think as it relates to taking action as a leader, taking these actions in front of your team. You'll have all these thoughts of insecurity, these feelings of insecurity that kind of go through your mind and, and at times they prevent you from taking the action that you need to be taking. So I wanna talk you through some of those insecurities and just talk you through some of the, the rationale around how those uh, insecurities are just wrong. They're just, they're just false and get you past those insecurities and in taking action as a leader. Because taking action as a leader is super important to your influencing others. We'll, we'll talk about that and where I learned that principle here in just a moment. Before we do that, as I've got some housekeeping items, I certainly hope that you will subscribe to the podcast. Whatever podcast directory is your choice, I'm sure you can find the Rookie Leaders Podcast there. So be sure you subscribe to the podcast so that you ensure you never miss an episode. And I would also ask and encourage you to rate and review the podcast while you're there as well. Once again, I've forgotten to go and look for one of the, the reviews and share that with you. But highly encourage you and ask you to Uh, rate and review the podcast while you're there subscribing so that we can ensure we get this podcast to as many listeners as possible. Also, I want to continue to encourage you to take part in the credible leadership community. Now you're saying to yourself, Michael, I've heard you week after week talk about this community. Why do you keep talking about this community? I keep talking about it because I don't see you in that community just yet. Right. So I I want you in this community. You you want to be a part of this community where we have other leaders gathering together to, to serve one another, to offer advice, to offer questions. And then we have lots of great content in the community as well. Just this past week, we had a live event where we talked about building influential uh, relationships as leaders, building influential relationships As leaders, that was a great event. Had several team members or uh, community members there and just had a really good time. Learned a lot of great tips about building relationships as a leader. And you can go and watch the replay. You've missed the, at this point, you've missed the live event, but you can go back and watch the replay inside the community. So again, just highly encourage you to take advantage of that. Join the community today. You can do that at community.credibleleaders.com. That URL is community.credibleleaders.com. And while I'm on that topic, a few new community members that I want to welcome. I've already sent inside the community. I've already sent them a welcome note. But just here on the podcast, I want to say out loud that welcome these new community members. We've got Amy. We've got Monica Randall. We've got Deb. We've got Anna. We've got Jerry. Guys, welcome to the community. I just, I'm just i thrilled to have you as a part of the community. Dive in, contribute, ask questions, uh, attend events, whatever it is that this community can do to help you. Be sure you guys uh, let me know. Now, with that said, let's dive into the topic of the day. So I want to talk about taking action as a leader, but more specifically, I want to talk about some of the feelings, some of the emotions, some of the thoughts that may go through your mind as you're preparing for or contemplating taking action in leading your team. Now, I I first wanna talk to you about where did I learn this idea of taking action and the importance of taking action as it relates to uh, leading a team. And I've gotta go all the way back to my days in the Marine Corps. Now, I'll acknowledge to you that as a young 19, 20-year-old, I didn't equate what I was learning about taking action to leadership principles at the time but i certainly see the principles now in hindsight but one of the things i one of the scenarios that that i want to tell you about that we learned in the marine corps as an infantry unit in the marine corps we learned the importance of taking action in the midst of an ambush now at the time we were talking about if you were out on a foot patrol. So if you were with your fire team or your squad or even your whole platoon and you were out on a foot patrol and you discovered that you had walked into an ambush and the most common, if you're you're against an enemy that's well-trained, they're probably set up in what's called an an L-shaped ambush, which means they've put themselves in an L-shape and you've walked right into that. So you've walked directly into one side of the L and then the other side of the L is on your flank. And then when they initiate the ambush, then they have crossfire against you. And what I should say also is they oftentimes will initiate these ambush, the ambush with some type of explosion. They they could have placed a Claymore mine or something like that. And this huge explosion, which If you're on the patrol, that huge explosion, and obviously you take some casualties possibly right there immediately, and and that just causes chaos, right? causes panic and, and shock and causes you to pause. It was in that moment that we were trained as Marines. The most important thing to do in that moment was to attack, to take action. The worst possible thing you could do in that moment is to do nothing, is to just stop, is to just stand still or, or even just stay where you're at, but try to take cover. If you stayed in that spot, inside of that L-shaped ambush, you were not going to survive. And the most important thing that you could do is take action, is to attack, In, in to quickly assess in which direction is the fire coming from and attack that direction. That's the most important thing that you could do. And, and so it was that that need to take immediate action. Now, today, I know our soldiers today in the urban wars that, that we find ourselves today, oftentimes this exact same thing happens, but it, it happens in the context of a vehicle on convoy. So maybe a platoon is driving through a city in a convoy of Humvees and the way that the enemy will set the ambush trap in, in this situation is oftentimes they will have a roadside bomb, an IED, that will explode the moment the very first vehicle arrives at that IED. So it blows up, it, it destroys the Humvee, it, maybe it, it kills people inside the, the Humvee as well. But the most important thing that they want is that it, it disables the front Humvee. And then oftentimes what they'll do is they'll immediately follow that explosion up with an RPG attack on the very last vehicle in the convoy. So they'll shoot a rocket-propelled grenade at the last Humvee in hopes again of destroying that Humvee. Hopefully, obviously killing some of the soldiers or Marines inside the Humvee is also. But probably their their biggest intention is to destroy that last Humvee. Now what you have is you have all the other Humvees in the convoy trapped between two disabled Vs, right? And so that's how the enemy will then initiate that ambush. And then, of course, small arms fire will then follow that on all the other Humvees and other rocket pro- uh, propelled grenades and, and things like that. But even in that situation, you're sitting inside of a Humvee that probably, especially late in the, in our wars, has is armor plated, so it's uh, it's bulletproof to some extent. But in that situation, when you can't take action inside of your Humvee, in other words, you've got the roadblock in front of you and behind you and you can't drive away, then the action you have to take is to get out of the vehicle, even though you're among fire, you're taking fire, you've got to get out of the vehicle and you've got to attack those that have set the ambush for you. And as a leader in the military, it's super important that you are the one to take that action. You're the one to get out of the Humvee and take the action to begin the assault, to begin the attack against the enemy. And as you do that, you're gonna see your other Marines around you uh, attacking as well. Now, yeah, you're gonna do the right things around communication if you're on the radio or whatever, and you're you're gonna uh, give the commands that are necessary, contact, whatever it might be, you're gonna give those commands, But as the leader in that convoy or the leader in that patrol that's been ambushed, the most important thing that you can do is take the action to attack the enemy in that moment. Because again, even though you've given command, your team is going to see you taking the action and they're going to join in with you in taking that action as well. And I can tell you using that extreme example of an ambush, hopefully none of us here are facing literal ambushes today maybe i'm talking to some in the military that that still face these kind of things but in the midst of that high pressure high stress situation when you take action i assure you there are some insecurities that go through your mind there are some concerns some worries that go through your mind that could possibly prevent you from taking action and those are worries above and beyond I may get killed. So we'll talk through what are those insecurities here in just a moment. But I'll submit to you that as a corporate leader, right? We're not dealing with ambushes, and we're not dealing with people shooting at us. We're not dealing with the idea that we might die. But when we are faced with taking action as a leader, very similar insecurities go through our mind and and plague us and possibly prevent us from taking that action. So I want to talk you through some of those, I'm gonna talk you through three of those insecurities, what I feel like are probably the, the top three insecurities that you will feel when it comes to taking action in front of your team. And then we'll talk rationally through those so that you can understand the importance and the logic, the rationale behind taking these kind of actions and and defeat this fear that you have of doing so. So let's talk about the first one. So the first insecurity that you will have as a leader when you take action is this you will ask yourself, what if no one follows me? What if no one follows me? So think about this for a moment. You've got this Marine Lieutenant who is probably in a, he's in a, he's in a Humvee uh, convoy and he's probably either second Humvee or third Humvee. And all of a sudden he recognizes that his platoon has been ambushed. The front RV or I'm sorry RV the front Humvee has exploded in an IED and then just right behind that he hears an explosion behind him and he realizes that the last Humvee has been destroyed and now he realizes that he he can't command the rest of the convoy to, to drive away to, to drive off to go around because within the street between buildings destroyed Humvees they're trapped and that Lieutenant, that Marine Lieutenant is then faced with, he's, he has to attack. He has to get out of the Humvees and he has to attack. So he sends the command over the radio, most likely sends the command to his platoon sergeant or his fire team leaders, whatever it might be. And he tells them, he assesses the situation, the attacks coming from the right. And so he tells them contact attack. And then he's got to be the first open up. Remember he's sitting inside of a armor plated Humvee. Bullets are bouncing off of this Humvee, but at the moment he's safe. But what he has to do is open the door, get out, and assault towards the enemy. Somewhat unprotected, right? He's leaving the protection of the Humvee, which is a false protection, by the way. But think about that in in that moment when he takes that action and he thinks to himself, what if I get out of this Humvee and I start running in and towards those buildings to attack the enemy and none of my platoon go with me? What if I take this action and no one goes with me? I'm going alone. In that situation, obviously, he just might die because he's the only one attacking the enemy. But here's the situation. Here's the rationale behind the need to take that action. And the and the rationale is this. If you sit there, you're certainly going to die, right? If you just sit in those RV, uh, RVs, I keep saying RVs, if you sit in that, those Humvees, eventually you're going to die and your whole platoon is going to die in that situation, right? Because the armor plating is only gonna withstand so much. It's only a matter of time before they uh, get an RPG, trained in on all of your Humvees and the armor plating won't stand up to uh, an RPG. So if you just stay in place, then you're going to die. Again, we're in the corporate world and, and luckily, we or none of our team members are are going to die. But here's the reality. If you don't take action as the leader, your team members won't take action either. And in whatever you're trying to accomplish, just simply will not get done. It will not get accomplished. Whatever goal you have, remember the definition of leadership, we're influencing others towards a shared goal. And that goal that we're influencing our team towards it just won't happen if we don't also take action remember that word shared in my definition shared goal this it's two parts one i've communicated the goal i've shared it with you i've communicated it to you but secondly the second definition of the word shared in that definition is we're in this together i'm in it with you yes i'm the leader but i'm in this with you and so just know even though you have this insecurity of what if i take action but none of my team members follow me. That's better. One, that's not going to happen. Someone, maybe not every single team member is going to follow your action, but someone's going to follow your action. But think about the opposite. If I don't take action and my team doesn't take action because they won't, if the leader's not leading, if the leader's not taking action, why would they take action? So if you do nothing and your team does nothing, then what? You're certainly not going to achieve your goal as a team. So even though you have this insecurity of what if no one follows me, you have to take the action because it's better than the alternative that no, you don't take action. And then therefore no one takes action and nothing gets accomplished. The goal doesn't get accomplished. So when you have that insecurity of what if no one hap- uh, no one follows me, just recognize that that would be better than the alternative of you and no one else. Taking action as well. All right, let's talk about insecurity number two uh, here. Insecurity number two is you. You ask yourself. Uh, you, you'll see that all of these are typically in the form of what if questions. But insecurity number two, you ask yourself, what if I take the wrong action? What if I take the wrong action? Let's go back to, <clears throat> excuse me. Let's go back to the, to the ambush for a second. So I mentioned that one. One of the first and most important things to do for a leader or anyone in that platoon that is being ambushed is to assess in which direction is the attack coming from. And again, if it's a well-trained force, then it's probably an L-shaped ambush and it's coming from two different directions and has you in a crossfire, right? The first thing, most important thing to do is assess from where is the attack coming and then therefore in what direction do I need to take action, okay? But now think about this for a second. If you are in an L-shaped ambush and, and you look and you recognize, oh, I've got, I've got uh, fire coming from this direction and this direction and now you're left with a choice. Well, do I go forward into that line of fire or do I go to the right into that line of fire? I would submit to you this, it doesn't matter the most important thing for you to do is take action, to move in one of those two directions. So you first want to assess the situation, yes, but once you start to take action, then that action, I guess what I would say is, there's really no such thing as taking the wrong action because what you can do then, once you take action, and you see the results of taking that initial step of action, you can then course correct. You can then adjust if necessary. So maybe I jump out of those vehicles and I command and take action to the right. And I realize that as I'm taking action to the right, that maybe I've gone into, maybe it was an L-shaped ambush, but I've gone into the weaker element of the ambush. There was only a couple of guys over here. I've gone into the weaker element of the ambush. <clears throat> that's okay because my action, my movement to the right, has caused for the the part of the ambush that's in front of me, it's caused them to have to adjust their fields of fire it's called caused them to have to aim at a moving target and things like so it's I'm in a better situation even though I've attacked into the weaker element of the l-shaped ambush. But once I realize that I've attacked into the weaker element of the ambush, I can then make adjustments. I can then take action around to flank the other um, side of the ambush. So the action that I'm taking is one, making it more difficult on my enemy, but also it's giving me information so that I can then adjust and correct into the right action, if you will, or, or into to better actions. And so I would submit to you that when you are taking action as a leader in the corporate world, and you have this fear, you have this question that runs through your mind, what if I'm taking the wrong action? Again, taking a wrong action is better than not taking action at all, okay? Because what it does, taking action then gives you additional information that you need to then course correct. You can't course correct or make adjustments from sitting still. You have to be moving first, and then you can make course corrections. So just know that there's really no such thing as taking the wrong action. You just gotta be willing to make adjustments as you take those actions and as you get feedback, as you get information back uh, related to the actions you're taking, you've gotta be willing then to adjust. So again, the worst thing you could do is just take no action. But then if you take that first step of action, you can then course correct. So that that overcomes this fear, this idea, this insecurity that you have in your mind about what if I'm taking the wrong action? And then lastly is this. Lastly, this third insecurity, and, and this is a big one for me. This one plagues me often, but it's this idea of what if my team thinks I'm crazy? Or what if my team thinks I'm stupid? Or what if my team thinks I've made the wrong decision? What if my team thinks I'm taking the wrong action, right? It's this idea of the question is completely rooted in what will my team think of me? So again, in the ambush, the guy jumps out of the Humvee. I'm sure he's going to have a few people in his platoon that thinks, what is the Lieutenant doing? He's an idiot. Why is he getting out of the Humvee? Those bullets are bouncing off of our Humvee, but he's getting out of the Humvee and therefore out of protection. And they're not recognizing that, well, if we just sit still, eventually these these Humvees will not hold up and we'll all die. So just recognize this, that it's true, someone in your team will probably in some way question the action you're taking. Right now, it's I would say it's very rarely, that they are questioning you to the extreme that you think they're questioning you, right? You're asking yourself, what if they think I'm stupid? It's unlikely that you have team members that are going to the point of thinking their leader is stupid, but it's, it is likely that someone, at least someone on your team is asking the question, why are we doing this? Why, is he, why has he decided to take this action? But that's okay because, think again, think about this rationally. When you start to take action and other members of your team start to take action and then you start to make these course corrections, you start to make these adjustments to make your next action even better and even more effective, then what happens is that person that initially was questioning, why are we taking this action? Why is our leader leading us this way? They start to recognize the effectiveness. They start to recognize that the taking of the action is working. It is helping. It is succeeding. So again, you're in that ambush situation and you see your lieutenant jump out of his Humvee and start to attack into a building and you think to yourself, what is he doing? This is crazy. We're getting out of the safety of these Humvees and we're getting out on the streets where people can shoot us. But then as the lieutenant does, and as other team members do, they get out, they line up on a wall, they assault, assault into a, a building, and they go in, and they start to clear the building, and they start to take out the enemy there, and then they start to move you know, through the L-shaped ambush and through the buildings, and they start to take out. That person that was initially questioning, why are we doing this? He starts to see the effectiveness of taking the action, and he starts to see the fact that we're starting to defeat the enemy. We're starting to defeat those that set up this ambush on me and then on us. And then they even more so start to participate in the action. And so just recognize there will be some, when you make a decision and you take action as a leader, even here in the corporate world, there will be some in your team that questions, why are we taking this action? And they may even voice those questions to you, and you've got to be prepared as a leader to to listen to their questions and address those questions, but just know this, as you take action and your team members follow you in that action, and as you start to make adjustments and course corrections and taking even more effective action, that team member that initially questions, they're going to start to see the effectiveness of this action, and they're going to even more so participate in taking that action. Now, it's likely that even as they were questioning, they were going along with the action, maybe in in somewhat of a half-hearted effort. But once they start to see the effectiveness of this action, then they're all in. They're going to be all in and taking the action with you and with the rest of the team. So just recognize that if it doesn't matter what your team thinks, they're going to start to see the effectiveness of the action that you're taking, and therefore, they're going to jump in and start to participate as well. So there you have it, three insecurities. I hope that's helped you in some way. As I said, as you are leading and as you take action, again, action is so important. You're going to influence your team more by your action than you ever will with your words. I I don't care how charismatic or how inspirational or motivational you can be in your words. Those are good characteristics to have in your leadership. But I assure you, you're going to influence your team more by your actions than you ever will by your words. If you say words, no matter how inspirational they are, but then you sit back and take no action and expect your team to go and take action, it just doesn't work that way. You're going to influence them more with your action than you ever will with your words. So I hope that's helped you to overcome these common insecurities that we as leaders face when we're faced with taking action and hope helped you to rationalize through that and overcome those as well. Hey, thanks again so much for tuning in to another episode of the Rookie Leaders Podcast. Again, I hope you will subscribe to the podcast, rate and review the podcast while you're there. And again, I I definitely wanna see you in the Credible Leadership Community. Head over to community.credibleleaders.com. I wanna call you out. Next week on the podcast episode, I wanna call you out and welcome you to the community, so be sure you do that. Head over to uh, community.credibleleaders.com. I wanna see you inside that community. I'm right now in the middle of planning. What is our next live event that we'll have? We'll have that here coming in the month of February, and I'm sure we'll be talking about team building in that event, so I wanna see you there. Community.credibleleaders.com. Check it out, hope to see you there. And until we speak again, be blessed,
1: This episode of the Rookie Leaders Podcast has ended, but never fear. You can find other binge-worthy podcast episodes at rookieleaders.com. If you like this episode, please rate and write a review in iTunes. If you haven't already, please subscribe to the podcast. And remember to share this episode with your friends and colleagues looking for leadership lessons of their own. We appreciate your support. For more great leadership content, head over to credibleleaders.com.